be here and show up and and we are glad that God showed up and showed out today and just want to um, thank uh, Mike Comer want to thank Pastor Craig and Rochelle your pastors are just the hospitality king and queens of churches amen So thanks for allowing us to join with you today, and uh, we're going to be conducting, Pastor mentioned a seminar at 4 o'clock today, uh, regarding Jesus and the feasts of the Lord, the feasts that Israel celebrates, that we celebrate, and so please be here for that, 4 o'clock, uh, 4 to 6, I think we're going to talk about the feast of the Lord, a little bit of prophecy, uh, and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Q&A. So if you can brave the weather one more time today, God will bless you for it. Uh, welcome my wife, Bonnie. She's going to come and just share just a few minutes about Jacob's Hope. Thank you. I think it's been about three years since we were here, and we appreciate all the support you have given to Jacob's Hope in the interim time. We are the only uh, Assembly of God ministry globally to Jewish people. So, of course, we're in Israel. We're also in Ukraine, Ethiopia, and we also go to Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina, where uh, the seventh largest population of Jewish people uh, reside. So uh, I just want to encourage you. Uh, we have a table out there that tells all about Jacob's Hope, has our web page information. Please take a prayer uh, bracelet. Those are free to just pray for Israel as, as you look upon it during the day. And we have some uh, free prayer, uh, 31-day prayer guides as well. But I want to encourage you to let you know that God is moving in Israel. I just got back from there Monday night at midnight, and there's an openness that I have never seen before. No. Uh, the millennial Jewish people are now saying, well, you can believe in Jewish Jesus and still be Jewish. That has never happened before. The last generation said that was impossible. And there oh, yeah. are ex estimated about between 60 and 80,000 believers in the land. The, the literature will say 20, but there is actually a believing community, even though it may just be a small house congregation meeting in almost every town in Israel. So uh, God is moving, and there's yeah. a spirit of openness, and people are, are anxious to hear. We see about 1,000 Jewish people come to the Lord every year through the congregations that we work with in Israel. Then, of course, in, in Ukraine, we've helped uh, a, a congregation there establish two new uh, congregation plants in the last two years, and they're growing and thriving. We love to go to Buenos Aires, where we teach the many young uh, future pastors and evangelists yeah. to reach out to their Jewish brothers and sisters. They've had great revival there, but they've excluded the Jews. And now they're excited to go to the Jewish communities and share faith. And in Ethiopia, we help raise the level of uh, economics so that the families can stay in school. And so always shining the light of Yeshua. So come by and see us at our table. God bless you. Bless you. Praise the Lord. We just have a, a, a small gift. We just have a small gift for Pastor uh, and his wife today. Uh, you know, pastors do so many different things. I was a pastor for 20 years, been serving as a missionary, my wife and I, for the last seven years. And so we know what it's like to pastor. It's just a small expression, but we so appreciate Pastor. And I, I know you've already given him a hand, but just, just to help him, because Easter's coming. They drove back in from Cincinnati, and so the, it was, it was a, another life from the dead experience for Pastor and Bride to make it back here. want to speak to you about the four cups of the Exodus, the four cups 
of Passover. And uh, if you're able, I would love to have you uh, stand, if you're able, and just want to read this uh, scripture of Psalm 116.13, just in honor of the word of the Lord. Appreciate the worship this morning. Appreciate the presence of the living God uh, in the room and in the house. And he is in the house today, and he does want to bring salvation. He does want to bring deliverance. And so this scripture says, I will lift up the cup of salvation. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to call upon the name of the Lord. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, the last Seder, later in the service at the conclusion. But he has a plan and a purpose for all of our hearts and lives, and it lines up biblically, historically, with a hope and a future prophetically for all of God's people, all of the people that would come to faith through the cup of salvation that only Jesus Christ, Yeshua, whose name means salvation, provides for us freely for each of us. Father, we bless your name this morning. We thank you for the cup of salvation that is in and through Jesus, the Messiah, and coming King today. Bless your people that have gathered here at Crossroads. Bless this congregation. We declare life over them right now. We declare an anointing to receive in deliverance, in power, and in might today, Lord God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Father, as we right now commit ourselves to hearing at your word that you would prosper it, plant it in our hearts, let it grow uh, and, and prosper where you send it to, in the strong name of Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus Messiah, and coming King. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. Uh, it sounds like Crossroads is engaged. I, I heard some, some clapping and some woo and some amens and things like this, and so I, I pray that I don't snuff that out. Pastor has a way of bringing that out of you, and so I, I, I don't want to diminish that whatsoever. Uh, I want to just comment about Palm Sunday. My focus is going to be on the Last Supper or the Last Seder of the Lord, but Palm Sunday, the Lord is coming in. The city of the great king shows up to look at his kingdom uh, as king. And uh, as our brother mentioned, coming in on the colt of a donkey, riding in, and there is a celebration, there is a a gathering, and he came into the city, uh, and he is there, and they're worshiping, and they're saying, Hosanna, or in Hebrew, it's Hoshiana. And that word means, save us now. Save us now. And you might be here today saying, save us now. Not only from snowstorms, but save us now. Eternally from sin and death. Those things that work in our hearts and in our lives to destroy us. He came in and they recognized us saying, Hosanna in the highest. Save us now. Lord, And this is, this is what that was about as he's coming in. And you can read about this in all of the Gospels and in Mark 11, how these uh, things show up. He rides in on a colt. He's welcomed as king. He takes a look at the temple area. He comes back the next day and he drives out those that are making mockery and monies off of the peoples in the temple. He destroys those kinds of things and puts that out of the Father's house, and said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, for all people. And then he comes, and they would gather together for the last Seder. I wanted to take my scriptures this morning 
uh, and my story and begin 3,500 years ago. How many can go back with me? 3,500 years. I know it's hard to go back from yesterday and remember, but 3,500 years ago, God had a message for the children of Israel who were trapped in Egypt, and Moses is speaking with God, and in Exodus chapter 6, in Exodus chapter 6, at verse 5, it says, furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the sons of Israel, and you'll hear this term, this phrase, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you for my people and I will be your God And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Amen. I am said I will. And I am said, I will, not only 3,500 years ago, but today. These were the I wills for them. They are the I wills for us today, now, today. Save us now. Deliver us now. Help us now. Intervene. Each cup here, and I'm going to explain about this, is filled with God's holy character, power, and compassion of the God of the universe. And you might be saying, Uh, uh, Pastor Brent, uh, where does this idea of the cups and this story come from? And I'm so glad that you asked that question this morning. Uh, Following this initial miraculous sanctifying work of God, the people coming in and out of Israel, there was the idea of passing over the Passover Seder. Uh, And year after year, they would celebrate this festival of the Lord, the scriptures say, and we take it from Leviticus chapter 23. How many of you are, are, are a constant reader of Leviticus 23? Well, I know that many of you have cracked the book and you have seen that book, uh, and maybe you glided over that, maybe you even glide over the book of Exodus, but I can tell you today that there's enrichment there when we look at the Torah, at the first five books of the Bible, and we discover later on through the Holy Scriptures and the Hebrew Scriptures that a lot of what Jesus said, a lot of what the uh, disciples said, a lot of what the apostles said, they got it from someplace. Uh, and it's, and it's, and it's just, just back of Matthew. That's, that's where they're quoting from. They're quoting a lot of other folks there. So I want to just point this out to you. Uh, there was a, there's been a 3,500-year rehearsal of, of what took place then. Uh, it used to be sacrificial. Today, it's more of a meal that takes place. So 3,500 years ago, 2,000 years ago with Jesus, uh, and right up until today. Remember that Uh, The Jewish people are celebrating 1,500 years before Christ ever comes on the scene. They are celebrating the Passover. This is called a Seder plate. How many of you have ever been to a a Jewish Seder? Anyone? Well, see. I don't even need to preach this. Praise God, you're just here. So, So this is a Seder plate, and there are various elements representing 
uh, what God did for the ancient Israelites, the Jewish people, and believers in the Lord today. And these cups represent the Passover, and I'm going to just use this uh, as a visual aid uh, to help us in this analogy of what God did and how the Jewish sages extracted the I wills of God and the I am's of God into this festival of Passover. And of course, the last uh, supper as Christians, the last Seder for Jewish understanding and having that just in our hearts and in our spirits. So this is what I have. A Seder means order. It's simp- that word simply means order. Uh, and, and then a Haggadah is used. It's a small uh, pamphlet, and it describes, it talks about, uh, invariably, it's called the telling. A Haggadah simply means the telling. And they tell this story every year for every generation for the last 3,500 years, right up until Jesus' time, right up until today, this story is told and retold because it's foundational to our salvation understanding of what God has done for us through Christ. And he is that ultimate lamb. So the first cup, even though this is sobering, it's still a celebration because of God's great love and compassion for each and every one of us. So the first cup, the cup of sanctification, verse 6 says, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Then I will take for you, be my people, I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. God is setting apart. That's what the word sanctification means. He set that people apart for himself. He, helped, he created those people. He created that people for a personal blessing for himself and as a light to the nations. Evangelistically speaking, sent them out, separated them from the bondages, and only God could bring them out. We realize that after 400 years of bondage and of slavery and of heartache and of heartbreak, and the many generations after 400 years, God, by his great power, brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And of course, Egypt represents a type of the world, a type of sin. And yet God brought them out. But the only way he brings them out is under the blood. And so the first cup, the cup of sanctification, at the last Seder, Jesus, or Yeshua, his Hebrew name, would have taken the cup and taken a drink, set it back down, and said, I'm setting you apart this day. So, it's, it's one thing to deliver the Jewish people out of Egypt. It, it's another thing to get the Egypt out of the people. Hello? Have you ever experienced that? It's another thing to come out under the blood of Jesus. But then it's another thing to allow the Spirit of the living God to begin to sanctify and set you apart unto Him. God is doing this, as my wife mentioned, He's doing it in the land of Israel. He's doing this around the world in Jewish communities. He's doing it in Gentile communities. He's doing it for the nations. The Spirit of the living God is working today in a powerful way to draw all people, as we're going to celebrate, 
all people, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all people. And he's speaking there, of course, of the cross of dying and shedding his life's blood for this. This would take place. Uh, the second cup, the cup of deliverance or the cup of judgment, Exodus 3, 23 and 25 says, during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew I like that part and and God knew God will hear our cry God will hear your cry God will hear my cry today because God knows where you and I are living today I could imagine in a room like this today after a a a springtime snowstorm that things may have been different this morning in your household and in your home and last night and readiness and where to be and how to do this and we were at the hotel and there were about 25 or 30 volleyball girls that had invaded the breakfast area and like a swarm of loci they pretty much wiped out the Fairfield's breakfast but we give God praise for that amen these things happen. Doesn't, doesn't life show up? Don't, 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 don't storms show up in our lives? And it's not that the storm shows up, it's how we respond to the storms that come along. This was the same thing that was happening uh, in the land of Egypt. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgments. Amen. So he takes the second cup. Now in the Seder meal, and if I had juice to splash around right here, uh, uh, we would take this and remember now, this is a people who have been in bondage and slavery for 400 years. They have a slavery mentality. They have slavery attitudes with God, with people, and anyone else who wants to argue, even themselves. Amen? And many times sinful people act like sinful people. Have you met some? Amen. I looked in the mirror again this morning. Amen. And, and I could look at this and I, I said, I see trouble. But I also see the blood. I, I, see, I see God at work in my life transforming me. So he brought them out physically. He brought a new sense of identity and purpose to them. And this is exactly what he does for us. Now, we don't drink of this second cup during a Seder. But what we do is we, we, we take our little finger and we, we dip for each one of the plagues. I've got them written down. I'm not going to read them. But all of those plagues, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Death of the firstborn. Tragic, tragic, tragic. Except, except for those that were under the blood. You see, it didn't make any difference in the ancient of days who was a Jew and who was a Gentile or who was a Jew and who was an Egyptian. No, no. The only thing that made a difference then was who was under the blood and who wasn't under the blood. That's the difference that was made. Um, 
And again, the Lamb of God, John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming, he said, behold, it's Jesus. No, no. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. There was immediate revelation and recognition of who Jesus was. Only by the Spirit of God can that revelation come. That's the same way it comes today. Not only 2,000 years ago, but here in 2018, on Palm Sunday, right here at Crossroads, God is bringing a fresh revelation of His deliverance and His power. Jesus said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I don't know if you're familiar with sheep. How many are familiar with sheep in the room? Are you familiar with the Indiana Sheep Association? You have one. In fact, uh, the latest records from 2015 say that there's about 50,000 head of sheep here in this land. Sheep are, are sheepish. They, they act like sheep. I won't tell you what sheep act like because you already know. But sheep, and, and let me add this, there are some 200 varieties of sheep. So this goes right along with us, doesn't it? There's at least 200 varieties in the room right now. Amen. But God loves us. God loves you, and he cares about you, and he knows how to deliver people under the blood and bring them out. So the third cup, the third cup is what we're going to be celebrating uh, the communion, the table of the Lord. The third cup is the cup of redemption. And this is how they, they did it in the ancient of days. Again, Jesus was doing this in the first century. He was drinking maybe not four cups. Maybe he had one, but they were taking sips. They're telling the story of the ancient Israelites as though Jesus needed to rehearse this. The thing that was blowing the minds of the disciples in that generation was that, where's the lamb? How is all this taking place? And he said, hang on, boys. I'm going to share it with you. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Drink together. Uh, he said, I'm going to redeem you with an outstretched arm. Again, uh, there is a piece of matzah, unleavened bread. Of course, leaven means sin, related to the, the corrupting agent of sin. And in the Seder meal, it's broken in half like this, and it's, half of it is wrapped away. And we call this the apikomen. It's the only Greek word used uh, in the Hebrew Seder experience. It's hidden away. Normally, a child will go and find this and bring it back, and it will be redeemed. And this is, this is the part that we would eat and celebrate the Lord's Seder or the Lord's Supper. So, in Messiah Jesus, this is how the Passover, the Pesach in Hebrew, is done. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And Jesus said, this is happening in me. He's blowing these guys' mind. He's washing their feet. He's humbling himself on a cold. He's washing their feet and saying, guess what? I'm it. I've come to deliver you. All of this is prophetic fulfillment from Zechariah 9 and him coming into Jerusalem on a colt all the way through. And it says in Luke 22, verse 19, Messiah Jesus speaking, and he took bread, matzah, unleavened bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup 
that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. You know, 1 Peter 1 uh, talks about you have not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and such as gold, but he was foreknown, Jesus was foreknown before the foundation of the world and made manifest in these last times for your sake, for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and that your hope is in God. This is who we place our faith and our hope and our trust in today. I pray today that there's no one in the room that has not placed their faith and their hope and their trust in the God of the universe. His eye is watching you. He is listening for your heart's cry today. And he wants to reveal himself to you just as he did in the ancient days among millions of Jewish people. I believe that he can still do it today. I believe that he still is doing it today. Now, there's a fourth cup, and it's called the cup of praise or acceptance. And Exodus 6, 7, then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out. They had something to praise the Lord about. They had something to praise the Lord about. They'd only heard stories and, and about the prophecies. Yeah, when? Now. Hoshiana. Save us now. And this is what manifested and took place. Amen. So you and I, in our lives, in our hearts, in our children, in our generations, we have something to praise the Lord about. And when you give out the Easter cards, will you allow the Lord one more time to maybe save your face just before you hand that card out to people? Do it. Do it with a cup of praise. Let salvation come upon your countenance that God has indeed raised from the dead, brought life from the dead, and brought you to that living relationship, and you want someone else to come out of the bondage of slavery, of sin, and be set free, and walk in that freedom, walk in that life that he has given to you. Moses got so happy he sang a song after they came through the Red Sea and the Egyptians were destroyed. But again, the only way they came out is through the blood of the Lamb. I had mentioned to you that there's 50,000 head of sheep here in this land. You could kill all of them. In fact, they could have killed all the sheep in, in Egypt. And it wouldn't have done any good. Unless they took the bushy part of hyssop and dipped it in the blood of those lambs that they slaughtered and then applied it to the doorposts. Now, aren't you glad we're not slaughtering all the sheep in Indiana? But there was one atoning work, the perfect Lamb of God, sinless sacrifice that shed his life's blood so that, as our brother said, we don't have to die. But today, instead of dipping our blood, the hyssop in there, we take the hyssop of faith and we apply the blood to the doorposts of our hearts and our lives. And can I say this? It really, really works. It really, really transforms. It really, really cleanses. The blood cleanses. It reaches into corners and places that only the blood can. And that's the kind of redemption. And ladies, 
Uh, Aaron's sister Miriam got in on this. She sang the chorus again. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. They went out and danced, taking tambourines. And Miriam sang, I'm telling you, men and women, boys and girls, young people, God still delivers, gives us something to shout about. Amen. Today he has put a new song in our hearts and lives, a song of praise to him, sanctifying us, delivering us, redeeming us, and so we can start praising him now. So as we celebrate Palm Sunday, as Jesus enters the city of the great king because he is the king, Jesus is entering this room today. He's here today. He's, he enters as king, as savior, as friend. I, I wonder if we could just, just pause just for a moment right here to make room in our hearts for him, to discover and rediscover the I wills of God for yourself today. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given to anyone whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua Amashiach, whose name means salvation. Amen. So just... This overview, I know that many times we don't read the whole book, the whole book from beginning to end, but God's grace is from Genesis to Revelation. The gospel is there. The gospel message is there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, someone said the old is in the new concealed, the, the new is in the old revealed. And so God wants to minister life unto us today. So, Pause and just think with me just for a moment. He wants to bring a revelation of his delivering power to all of us today. All of us today. Maybe there are some that are here today and your heart and life is not going quite the way you thought. God wants to bring deliverance to you. I could believe in a room today that there are those that struggle with addiction, whether it's from the national epidemic of opioids to many other strongholds concerning technology. I could believe that there would be people in this room today who would be confronting their own minds and be conflicted in their own hearts, in their own spirits, about perhaps leaving their spouse today. Yet things happen in life rapidly, and they change quickly. But the God of the universe that is hearing and watching and seeing and looking and knowing, and God knew. God heard their cry, and he knew. God will hear your cry. He knows who you are. So if there are those here today who are not in an active living faith relationship with Jesus the Messiah today, the scriptures tell us today is the day of salvation. I'm asking you to activate your faith. Believe that the same God that delivered millions of people from ancient Egypt and has been saving and delivering people for 3,500 years is the same God that is here and now, today. Save us now. Call on Him now. So if you're here today, would you just... 
uh, uh, bow your heads just for a moment. You're here today, and you're not in that active relationship. I'm not here to embarrass you, but I am here to declare life over you, life from the dead. And as the ushers are going to come to distribute the elements, would you, as we're just in this moment of prayer, is there anyone here that would say, Brent, please pray for me? You'd raise your hand and just say, please pray for me today. Please pray for me today. I see that hand. Any others? I see that hand. Any others? Thank you for those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. He's speaking to you today. Thank you. You can put those down. Anyone else? Anyone else today? The Spirit of God is here today, and he says, I want to bring life to you. Right now. Anyone else? I see that hand. Thank you, sister. Yes, I see that hand. You know, it's precious to look across the room today, see people acknowledge their faith. So right now, we're just going to pray. Those that raised your hands, Father, right now, I come to you just as I am because it's the only way I can come. I'm going to ask you to just come into my heart. I receive you and the sacrifice of your blood to cleanse my heart from sin today. I ask you to come into my heart and life and be the Lord of my life right now. I pray this in Jesus' name, and I thank you for your salvation, O God, through your Son, Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice. Amen. Ushers, come come right on. Now listen to me, folks that prayed and raised your hands. There are people here. There's a connect desk right out front. Please go to them and tell them Tell them of your decision today. Thank you so much. Please go to them and tell them of your decision today. And let God do that new work as he saved millions of people before. He is saving you today. He is saving you now. Amen. And we thank the Lord for that. As we, as we broke... The middle matzah. Ha, look, I found it. It's here. He's here. You you might not be able to see it from where you're sitting, but this is pierced matzah, the unleavened bread. It's been pierced and it's striped. It reminds us that our Lord and Savior was pierced and striped for our healing today. So if you're here today, not only the work of salvation does he do, But he attends the table every time. In this third cup of redemption, every time. If you don't take anything else away today, remember every time that Pastor Craig leads you in communion, it's the third cup of redemption. It's the third cup of redemption done by Jesus the Messiah 2,000 years ago with his disciples. Amen. Striped and pierced for you and I. All are welcome at the Lord's table. This is commanded by Jesus, the Messiah. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. Now, can you, once the uh, elements are distributed, please hold until everyone's been served. It's been a a while since I've been pastoring, so I'm 
quite have this as smooth as normal, but um, so I thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. But how special it is. Hallelujah. You guys do a great job. God loves you and cares about you, those of you who raised your hands and made that decision and that choice. You took the hyssop of faith and you're applying the blood of Jesus to your hearts and to your lives. This is a new day. In fact, the Bible says the angels in heaven are rejoicing over you. So I thank God for that and I joined them. I joined them in rejoicing over you and the angels in heaven rejoices and Jesus is rejoicing and the Father is rejoicing and the Spirit of the Lord is rejoicing today over you and the choice and the decisions that you made to receive him this free gift of life from the dead. Has everyone been served? Thank you, my brothers and sisters. Your service is wonderful today. So Jesus is instituting it in himself. It's radical for the disciples then. It's radical today. His love is radical. His healing is immeasurable for all of us today. So he, he took the bread and he, and, he, and he broke it, just like I broke the matzah. And I don't know if this unleavened bread, but we'll just go with it. Amen. It's unleavened. We'll say it, we'll call it right now. It's unleavened bread. So we partake of the bread together. Lord, we thank you. 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 We thank you for your body that was striped for us. We thank you. We thank you for it today. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for the dynamic work of Calvary and the stripes upon the back, your back, shredded back, torn face, marred more than any man for us, for our healing, for our restoration. He's healing and, and restoring some things right now. There's some things that have been contemplated in this room. There are some things that have been contemplated in this room, and this is a, a line. This is a point of demarcation right now, and you're not going to do what you we're gonna do you see it's it's one thing to turn from something but you're turning to something to him and all that he has to offer it's not enough just to turn from something you've got to turn to him today and that's what you're doing so in in his life's blood he took the third cup of redemption and said with an outstretched arm and a mighty hand I'm reaching today to redeem you. Shall we drink of the cup together, the cup of redemption? Thank you for the blood that cleanses and makes white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the ancient of days, there was a cord tied around a goat, and they released it, part of the scapegoat. And it was supposed to turn white. After Jesus' death, it never turned white again because there was only one sinless sacrifice that was now accepted to the Father, and that was his son, Jesus. He's your Savior. He's your sacrificer, sacrifice. He is your coming King. He is your Redeemer, and he's coming again soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Craig.